Caution, the contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffee House Classical Music Podcast. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. My name is Asa. And I'm Allison. This week, if you're listening to this on the day of its release, it is the 4th of July holiday here in the United States, and so we thought it was only fitting to take a look at a truly American work, the folk song Shenandoah. song, there's not a whole lot of info on the original composition of this work. Folk songs like this are largely passed down through an oral tradition until someone finally decides to take initiative and actually write them down. Now, this song likely originated from the French trappers who were working in the Shenandoah region of Virginia. It most likely first came into being prior to the Civil War with dates 1861 to 1865. The first time it was actually seen in print was much later in 1882. It was published in Harper's New Monthly Magazine in an article titled Sailor Songs that had been compiled by William L. Alden. Now, Alden was not a musician, but rather a journalist and fiction writer who also had an obsession with canoes. He is credited with popularizing canoeing as a sport in the U.S. and was the very first Commodore of the American Canoe Association, which he founded. This folk song has since been arranged and recorded countless times in popular media. The song itself has a few different meanings to the lyrics, and a few different iterations of those lyrics. The first verse says, O Shenandoah, I long to see you. I'm bound away across the wide Missouri. This definitely brings a sense of longing for the Shenandoah region of Virginia. The next stanza goes on, O Shenandoah, I love your daughter. Now, the interpretation of this is that the singer is longing to be with his true love, the daughter of the Native American chief Shenandoah. In some versions of the lyrics, additional stanzas actually go on to substitute the word Shenandoah for names like Sally Brown, which is supposed to be the name of the said true love, and thus making a direct desire to see that person, rather than actually using metaphors to the river. In records of enslaved African Americans singing the folk song, They would often substitute the line, cross the wide Missouri, for in this land of misery, thus changing the whole bend of the song as a plea for freedom. However, any way you sing it, the tune remains constant, which is the core of a folk song itself. And speaking of this tune, it has a structure that has been likened to a sea shanty. Now, these types of tunes often feature a primary call sung by a single individual, which is then followed by a group response. This type of work song was meant to coordinate efforts in order to get group tasks completed on the ships. And, of course, there are several other examples that you can find on places like YouTube. It is because of this style that Commodore Alden had included it in his article of boating songs, as it was the perfect tune to coordinate paddling your canoe down the rolling river. Now, let's go ahead and examine the harmonic structure of this pretty tune. 
Now, it does not matter what key we are in because it's a folk song and it can be in any key it wants. So we start with a pickup note on the fifth of the given tonic. This fifth jumps up to the tonic of the downbeat, giving us a good handle on the key center right away. There's then an upward scale towards the fifth, but instead of landing right on that fifth, we first actually jump up to the sixth as a passing tone before then resolving down back onto the fifth. And that's the first phrase, or if sung in a call and response, it's the first call. The next bit starts on the upper octave tonic with downward motion to the sixth once again. After that, we toy around alternating the fifth and sixth a few times. But next is mini arpeggio between the third and fifth. This whole time, we're still in the tonic key. We haven't modulated at all. And up until now, the sixth has been used as a passing tone, meaning it's not really part of the underlying harmony, it just adds interest before resolving to the true harmonic notes. However, in this next phrase, we actually do highlight the sixths on the downbeat, which gives the tune a distinct minor feel, as chords that are built on the sixth of any key are minor. However, this doesn't last very long, as we toy around once again with a tonic arpeggio, throwing in a little passing tone second, and end squarely back on tonic. This is followed again by playing around the tonic third and fifth of the key, along with yet again a jump to that emphasized sixth for a passing tone that resolved the fifth. The final phrase is very simple and really reinforces the tonic yet again. It starts on pickup notes tonic and second, which then resolve to the third on the downbeat. This then immediately resolves back to the tonic, with a little upward second action, which is actually a substitute for the fifth, before finally resolving on a strong tonic. And wow, that's lots of theory. So to summarize, for those who might have gotten lost in there, this tune largely focuses on the tonic chord of the home key, with just a few passing notes added for color. Yes, this is far less complex than some of the pieces we've looked at, which modulate mid-phrase or swing wildly from major to minor, or have strange and unique rhythmic variations. But as a folk song, that's kind of the point, and also part of its charm. It's simple, it's easy to remember and sing in any key, and it's relaxing. It's perfect for floating down your river of choice on a hot summer day. And we hope you are enjoying your hot summer days just as we are out here in the coffee house. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to, go ahead and drop us a review on iTunes or on Google Podcasts or wherever you happen to get your podcasts, as well as a follow on Spotify. And of course, go ahead and share this show with a like-minded friend or family member. For the Coffee House Classical Music Podcast, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. 
Shenandoah was performed by the U.S. Air Force Concert Band Chorus, the U.S. Air Force Stellar Brass, and on guitar by Bert Illink. You can find The Coffee House on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com.